at Rathayatra, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was interacting with Lord Jagannath, he was in the mood of Srimati Radharani. And we'll find out that in a, a more detailed way when we read the chapter. You got it, right? All lined up? Somebody get the book. And he sang a song at the Rathiyatra that was known as the kind of song that you might hear on the radio somewhere here, like a popular song. It had nothing to do specifically with any uh, scripture. It was not from scripture. It was from, actually it was from a, a book that was meant to teach students about how to, com how to compose poetry. And it was actually an example of the kind of poetry not to write. So he sang this song. It was kind of like a song from, you know, Bollywood or something. Do you know any songs from Bollywood? You sing them all. I can dance them. And, and people were wondering, why is he singing such a, a secular song? And who is it that could understand why he was singing it? Yes. Sharup Damodar Goswami. Pardon me? Sharup Damodar Goswami. Yeah, Sharup Damodar. I got to practice because we're going to Bangladesh. Sharup Damodar Goswami. So he knew why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was singing. That's profound in and of itself, isn't it? that Mahaprabhu was singing a song that for other people seemed to be really out of place, but for Sarup Damodar, he completely understood it. You s tell more about why this is profound and give some shlokas that would explain it. Line up some shlokas. Okay. Well, um, as you were saying, this discussion is between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Jagannath, and they're going in the Ratiyatra, and... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he has the mood of Radharani and he's in um, separation from Krishna um, and in the Kurukshetra and so basically he thinks that Krishna as Jagannath is talking to him and so he's, he's basically reenacting the pastime that Krishna and Radharani had when they met after a long time um, in Kurukshetra and so he's saying different verses um, from quoting from when Krishna and Radharani were talking in Kurukshetra and yeah. So why, my question is specific. Why is it profound? Profound means deep. Why is it profound that Sarup Damodar could understand why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was singing a popular song, not from Shastra? I mean, if you had a friend, right, at Rathiyatra this year, and they're walking along and they sing a Taylor Swift song, that's kind of the way it was. I don't know any of her songs. I just know who she is. And so just say one of your friends is singing that. And then you say, oh, I get it. I know why you're singing that right now at Rathiatra. Do you see what I'm saying? That's kind of means that you have a really close friendship with that person, doesn't it? So what I'm asking for is can you say something from... Shastra 
Bhagavad Gita, I'm talking simple things here, Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, nectar of instruction, that would explain why it was that a devotee could understand the mind of the Lord as he was interacting with Jagannath. Not remember, just innovate. You know millions of shlokas, just say one of them that matches to it. You can. It's a reciprocation. Talk about reciprocation in Bhagavad Gita. Koladupa Prabhu. We'll get you warmed up over here. So the, the famous verse which comes in my mind is 411. So Sila Saravadamadar Goswami was completely aligned with the heart of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he could understand what is happening in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's heart because he is also experiencing the same thing. So other devotees, they had different moods, different type of relationship with Jagannath, to, with Mahaprabhu. But Saravadamadar Goswami had a special relationship with which he could understand what is actually, what length of frequency Mahaprabhu is communicating with Jagannath. Jagannath uh, Bhagwan. So, other devotees, they were just enjoying Mahaprabhu reciting that verse, but Sarupdhavadar Goswami, he could understand what's, what's the meaning of that verse. And Thanks, Koladweep. That was perfect. Really good. What else you got? Yes, go ahead. Go for it boldly and present. In the Ishapanishad, um, the translation to the sixth verse just says, "Everything who sees, um, one who sees everything systematically in relation to the Lord." Um, just that particular line um, kind of stood out to me because it can kind of correlate with what why um, such a popular song could be sung. Um, that was my reasoning behind it. Yeah, I t I like that too. Say the verse, quote it. Yes, tu sarvani bhutani atpani eva pash. Yeah, so let's just think for a minute. Do you know any popular songs, the lyrics to popular songs that you could relate to a verse in Krishna consciousness? I can go first. All right. Yeah, go ahead over here. There's a song I've heard called Flashlight. And one of the lines are, you are my flashlight. And that reminds me of Omagyanathamira and this year. Yeah, that's good. And this is, this is what Madhuri Saki is saying. Yeah, and it, so what it says is to systematically see that. Okay, we have another one. Kuldeep Pran, you have a popular song that you can relate to Krishna consciousness. Flashlight to Omagyanathamira and this year. Let's hear what you got. So there are many popular songs in Bengali. They are uh, meant for conjugal lovers, like Tomaro Dekha Papa Bole Shechi He Shaka. I came here to see you, my friend, my beloved. So when I hear that song, I, I think about, you know, Radha Krishna actually. They are meaning, you know, that relationship instead yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, to Sarabhani Bhutani Atmani Vanupashati. One who systematically sees everything in relation to the Supreme Lord. I remember that uh, there was a song. I heard, I mean, it was from maybe the 60s or 70s, I think by a famous singer named Diana Ross. Do you ever hear of her? There's a genre of music called Motown. 
and she sang a song that relates to something in Bhagavad Gita. She said, you are everything and everything is you. You know, it's like, it's a secular song. So it's somebody talking about pining for their lover. Like there's nobody but you I'm thinking of. But where, what can you line that up with, Nitai, in the Bhagavad Gita? You are everything and everything is, it's almost a perfect match. Give me a Bhagavad Gita shloka. Yomam pashyati sarvatra sarvam chamai pashyati tasyaham na pranashyami sachame na pranashyati. Perfect fit. Tell us the translation. So for the that person who sees sees in me all things like sarvam chamai pashyati, I like everything like and sees everything in me. Sees, everything sees in me, me and everything and everything, everything in, in me, me is never lost to me nor am I ever lost to him, right? Yeah. And Prabhu, you had one? I was thinking of Aham Sarvasya Prabhu Matta Sarvam Pravartate. You are everything, Aham Sarvasya Prabhu. <laughs> right? Yeah, so this is what, ha yeah, you have one. You have a what? Go ahead, see what you got. I actually have two songs. So the first one uh, is Higher Power by Coldplay. It says, you are a higher power, and it relates to Krishna. Right. And, uh, so basically, um, I think it relates to Aham Sarvasya Prabhu because it's like you're a higher power. You're, you're. And then Definitely, yeah. And then my next one, I don't have a verse for, but I think it relates to Krishna. It's um, Karma by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Karma what? By Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's a Taylor Swift song? She talks about karma. Yeah. Um, yeah. It talks about karma and how karma is uh, close to her. Karma is close to Taylor Swift, and um, so I think about how like devotees can control their karma and make it good, uh, like kind of make it better. Yeah, so this is one of the things that the Goswamis do, like Padyavali. They they take a material concept and show how it relates to Krishna. Why is that reasonable, and why does it work so well? Somebody give me some shastra from the Bhagavad Gita. I'm thinking of the verse in my mind, and now all you have to, I'm going to think it really loud, and then you can, Pr Prabhu, go ahead. This isn't a verse, but um, I remember in the 10th chapter, the reason why, it, it said somewhere in the purport, the reason why it described these different like material elements and related it back to Krishna was for people who weren't as, uh, who were still in the neophyte stage or even below that, who couldn't like fully comprehend Krishna. So we were given this to properly understand Krishna and always think of him. So I was just thinking of that. Nice. Yeah, it's a good point. How about 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita? It's about everything's reflected from the spiritual world into the material world, right? So if you see the reflection and then you say, where is it in reality? That's what's happening at the Rathiyatra. Wait, we got more? Okay. So let's look at how we integrate these things. So do it as, you're, you probably already do this. If you hear a song or something like that, higher power, then you, you translate it into where's the reality behind this, right? Okay, so now here's a couple verses that are really important in the Rathiyatra. Ahushchate nalina nabapadara vindam 
Yogeshwarerdivichintyamagadabodaye Samsarakupapatito taranavalambam Geham drushamma pimanas yudhiyatsadana So this is the gopis speaking after Krishna sent them a note. And let's see the translation. Actually, he's speaking to them about philosophy. Because Krishna does that when he sent Uddhava to Vrindavan. He had a very philosophical note, and the gopis were a little miffed about that. It's like, what are you telling us philosophy for? We're your lovers. We don't want to hear any philosophy from you. So they said, Dear Lord, whose navel is just like a lotus flower, your lotus feet are the only shelter for those who have fallen into the deep well of material existence. Your feet are worshipped and meditated upon by great mystic yogis and highly learned philosophers. We wish that those lotus feet may be also awakened within our hearts, although we are only ordinary persons engaged in household affairs. This verse was spoken in a kind of cynical anger by the gopis. It's not straightforward as you might think. It's a mood of parokshavad or indirect speech where they're saying something out of a, an emotion of a lover. 